A warm welcome to you all on this Monday, the 8th of June. As many of you know, these programmes aim to introduce triangles to those people who are new to the work and to encourage them in the forming of their own triangles. They also aim to create a space for those people who are already engaged in triangles to participate in a visualization exercise to support and to strengthen the planetary network. Using the power of focused thought to uplift, transform and illuminate human consciousness, each triangle formed becomes part of a larger network of light and goodwill. Three people come together and daily link in thought to circulate energy through the points of their triangle and visualizing their triangle as part of a worldwide network. They pour beneficent healing energies into the vast planetary triangular energy field surrounding the planet. Energies act as an imperative and a catalyst to spiritualize human thinking and action and turn the gaze and focus of the human family to the light, to the realms of inspiration and of eternal goodness. The network is created and is vitalized by the daily work of each individual member. The cumulative effect of the many thousands of members all over the world who come together in consciousness to serve humanity makes it a powerful, redemptive and effective tool. Every focused triangle that is added to the network enhances the whole, lightens the mental atmosphere of the planet and helps to relate the inner and outer worlds. Triangles work only takes a few minutes and it, be, and it can be done at any time during the day. It is completed by the sounding of the great invocation, which focuses and releases the spiritual energies, energizing and stimulating the planetary network of light and of goodwill. If you are new to the work and resonate to the theme of planetary service through the power of thought, then you might consider forming a triangle yourselves. And if you're looking for Triangle's partners, then you can use a former Triangle online on the Lucis Trust web website, or you can express your interest today um, in, in the chat box. Just put your name down and hopefully two others will do likewise. And if you do form a Triangle, we would appreciate it if you registered it at www.triangles.org. We are very lucky to have the opportunity to hear from Michael Linfield after our meditation today. Michael is, a, is president of the Meditation Mount in California. He is also a member of the Community of Living Ethics in Italy and former long-term resident of the Findhorn community. 
He has studied the blue books since the late 1960s. So we look very much forward to hearing from Michael later. So now let's take a moment to visualize a network of light. Lift your consciousness to as high a point upon the mental plane. out over the world, seeing it as one of light, with here and there points and centers of intensified light. See the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration. Regard the group within the planetary network as a channel among many channels, transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy. Imagine the potent love energy pouring through the network of light stimulating the many points and centers of energy, transforming the pulsating of energy into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Radiance, we are, and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence 
the gift of understanding. Thus, with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Oh. Humanity, as we all know too well, is in a period of major crisis with the worldwide spread of the coronavirus, the economic effects of lockdown, and this on top of the constant stream of smaller crises that continually arise, of which the current social unrest in the US is an example. Yet it is often at such times that expressions of love are more evident perhaps because crisis brings out the best in humanity. Love demonstrates in many different ways, through expressions of compassion, selflessness, or goodwill towards others. Such qualities that have been seen in abundance recently, certainly in dealing with COVID-19, but there has been much compassion shown for those who are suffering, who have lost loved ones. There has been the selflessness of key workers and the general goodwill seen in those who are trying to abide by the lockdown rules to protect others. Yes, there have been instances of the opposites of such qualities. But the reality is that the human being is a duality and the seeds of selfishness and separative thinking are in us all. The dual nature of the human condition will eventually, as evolution proceeds, be overcome. For we read that love is the natural state of being. We live, after all, in a logos, that is an expression of the second ray, that of love wisdom. It is the light of love that underlies the entire universe. All life in this Logos therefore tends towards love. The progress that is being made by humanity in expressing love can be seen in the stars, particularly in the constellation of Gemini through which we are currently moving. It has within it two stars, the twins, called by the Greeks Castor and Pollux. Castor and Pollux are regarded as symbols of the dual aspect of man, representing the soul and personality in the microcosm. Castor was regarded as mortal and Pollux as immortal. And what is interesting and provides much hope in the progress of humanity is that the star Castor is waning in brilliancy and has not the light that it had several hundred years ago, whilst Pollux is waxing in brightness and eclipsing his brother. We can see before us, reflected in the stars, 
the increasing potency of the spiritual life, the self or soul in humanity, and the decreasing power of the personality or not-self. In other words, the power of love is waxing and the power of separatism and materialism is waning. It is universal love that is waxing, a pure love that is very different from the sentimental love that we all know and recognize. It is a love that always is and the natural state of being for the human family. As we are so well aware, humanity struggles to manifest its true nature of pure love. And this is due to the not-self, the personal self having too much of a dominating influence. The personal self is concerned with likes and dislikes, desires, opinions and judgments. And this aspect of ourselves has to be quietened so that we may tap into the inner love that we know exists at our core. The importance of being mindful is clear, for when we strive to be present in the moment, we rise above, so to speak, the incessant demands of the personal self or not-self and tap into the love that just is. As we tap into this love that just is, it widens our perspective. In the words of Ralph Waldo Trine, he says, the life that goes out in love to all is the life that is full and rich and continually expanding in beauty and in power. Such is the life that becomes ever more inclusive and hence larger in its scope and influence. It takes and it signifies a large nature to be universal, to be inclusive. Only the man or the woman of a small, personal, self-centered, self-seeking nature is exclusive. The man or the woman of a large, royal, unself-centered nature never is. The small nature is the one that continually strives for effect. The larger nature never does. The one goes here and there in order to gain recognition, in order to attach himself to the world. The other stays at home and draws the world to him. The one loves merely himself, the other loves all the world. But in this larger love for all the world, he finds himself included. The aspiration to take part in Triangle's work comes from this larger love. And the words the other stays at home and draws the world to him, seems so appropriate to our work as we each work daily, quietly in our own spaces, year after year and often decade after decade. Triangle's work is selfless. It is based on a great compassion for the human condition. There are no immediate results, no personality involvement, no recognition other than that from an inner knowing of a job well done. It is no wonder that it is a work close to the heart of hierarchy. Let us now go into meditation.
linking thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. In the center of the will of God I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network.
now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Visualize the energies of love, light and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone.
let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Sound the great invocation silently or aloud. As you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose flow into human consciousness. From the point of light, within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love, within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you. So we're now going to hear from Michael. So let me unmute you, Michael. You are unmuted. Can you hear me, Michael? Yes, I can. Over to you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Christine, for creating such a clear and caring field of communion and receptivity for our gathering today. I'm here representing the work of Meditation Mount in Ojai, California. We're one of many centers around the world committed to promoting the laws and principles and creative meditation. And before we get into an actual exploration of the laws and principles, I'd like to read the purpose statement that we have here at the heart of Meditation Mount because it's taken from two sentences from Discipleship and the New Age, Volume 2, pages 231 and 236. And this is what it sounds like. The purpose of Meditation Mount is to establish a united world group given to unanimous and simultaneous meditation upon the work of preparing the world for the new order and for the jurisdiction of the Christ. And to establish the knowledge of and the functioning of those laws and principles which will control the coming era, the new civilization, and the future world culture. And uh, as you already know, or will soon see, that these laws and principles are six. The law of right human relations, the principle of goodwill, the law of group endeavor, the principle of unanimity, the law of spiritual approach, and the principle of essential divinity. Let me give you a very, very brief history. Back in 1950, at the Arcane School Conference in Geneva, Roberto Assagioli, who many of you know as the founder of psychosynthesis and also was one of the students of DK, stood up and said, I'll take on this project. And he was referring to those two sentences in the diner books. He said, I'll take it on. And he spent the next seven to eight years looking for co-workers. And eventually he came upon Michael E. Scott and Nancy Maygore. And so the three of them formed the initiating triangle for this work in the world. So there we once again see the power of triangles. It's the triangle that allows the spirit to enter the earth. It's the prism through which the one light can then flow into the seven colors. And we're told that the principle is primary and the law is secondary. The principle embodies energy, it ensouls the law, and the law is the expression or manifestation of that aspect of truth which the principle re represents. So at Meditation Mount, we've actually been using another word for law, as well as the laws and principles, we've been calling them the pathways and principles because a lot of people in the, in the new generation um, sort of resist the word law. And so what we've been explaining is that there is a principle and there is a pathway to reach that principle. 
So let me take you through this. And what you'll see on the screen now are two triangles. The triangle of the principles of essential divinity, goodwill and unanimity, and the triangle of the laws or pathways, group endeavor, right human relations, and spiritual approach. And at the center is this depiction of the full flowering of a lotus, the promise of humankind. And the affirmation at the bottom says, Christ is born within the cave of the human heart through our identification with and embodiment of the laws and principles. So I'd love to explore this with you and to actually get a sense, not just a concept, but a sense of what this means as it lives inside of us. So let's focus, we'll, we'll leave this diagram on the screen. Focus on the apex of the principal triangle, essential divinity. So how can we bring essential divinity into a sensed reality? Let me offer a familiar passage from the Bhagavad Gita. Having pervaded the universe with a fragment of myself, yet I remain. So essential divinity is that aspect of the one life that lives inside each aspect of creation. So I invite us still in this meditative frame of heart and mind to go inside into that deep silent place and connect with that one flame that lives in us as the spark of divinity. Inside your secret heart is the spark of this one flame. So let's enter that silent inner space where the eternal flame of love resides and sense and acknowledge our essential divinity. And there's an affirmation that I use to remind myself throughout the day of the essential divinity. And you can come up with your own if you wish, or you can use this one. I am a sacred fractal of the one life. I am a sacred fractal of the one life. So what we're witnessing is the dance of the one and the many how the one resides in everything, in the many, and the many are seeking to find 
their way back to the one. So the reality of essential divinity is a principle. And the particular law or pathway that allows us to enter into that reality of our essential divinity is called the law of spiritual approach. It's whatever it takes for us to tread the path into the truth of who we are. I invite you now to focus on that point of the triangle that is goodwill. We're familiar with how goodwill is described in the books. There was one simple way of expressing it. The natural urge of the soul is to love and serve. So goodwill represents this power of love. So I invite us to step back into that inner space, stand in that inner fire of our essential divinity, and both sense and visualize this fire as the fire of love. Allow this presence of love to infuse your whole being, to infuse the network of co-workers on this call today, let's stand in that deep place so collectively we are agents of goodwill. One way I found helpful to work with goodwill is to visualize myself, if I'm meditating as an individual or in a group, as the soul being the chalice. And we know that a chalice has two functions, to receive and to give. So the chalice that is our group field today has received the downpouring of goodwill and all the energies that were called forth by the great invocation. And they now fill our chalice. And a full chalice is what we have to give to the world. And then let us pour that chalice, that love, the spirit of goodwill out into the world and allow it to flow so it encompasses all life, it circulates. The flow of love is the lifeblood of the universe as it circulates.
And when we are able to receive and give simultaneously, these two actions become one and create flow. And this flow allows us to be part of this great chain of blessing, which is the circulation of love throughout the cosmos. And so there may be an affirmation that we want to use in association with goodwill. I have several. <laughs> One of them is, I am a strand of love within an infinite tapestry of love. It doesn't matter which affirmation you choose. These words simply bring you into vibration and co-resonance with the presence of goodwill, the principle. And right human relations is the law or the pathway that allows goodwill to flow. And when we mention right human relations, it's not just right human relations among humans. We're talking about right relations with all the realms, with the lower three kingdoms, the upper three kingdoms, as we know our human kingdom, the fourth kingdom, is the bridge between the upper and the lower. And so right relationship is with all life. And right relationship opens the door to love and goodwill. So this is how we see the pathway or the law allows us to access the living presence of the principle. So let's move to the third point on this triangle of principles, that of unanimity. Unanimity, we could say there is one coherent, loving, purposeful presence we call the one life. And I'm reminded of the two postulates. There is one boundless immutable principle and brotherhood. So unanimity is this coherence of life, bound together with love and deep purpose. And one way of looking at this is if we perceive unanimity to correspond to what we know as synthesis. And I believe we're all familiar with the phrase, synthesis is but unity must be created. Synthesis is, but unity must be created. So how do we enter this living reality of coherence that we call unanimity? We do it through the law of group endeavor. Group endeavor is the pathway into the principle. So the principle represents, if you like, synthesis. And the law of group endeavor is how we create unity. So let's return into that deep silent space where we are connected as one. 
and sense the fiery, loving connection of everything with everything. Standing back and looking at this triangle, we see that these two interlaced triangles of the laws and principles create a dynamic field in which the fullness that is the promise of our humanness, our divine human nature can flower. And that flowering we know as Christ consciousness. So Christ is born within the cave of the human heart. And it's important to realize that when we're told that these laws and principles are the foundations for the new civilization, that we understand why. Because building a new civilization on these principles and these laws means that we mirror on earth the reality of the heavens. So that is one way of approaching the laws and principles. And what we do every two months, we focus on one principle and then one law. So we cycle through the year, two months, six laws and principles forming the annual cycle. And we use creative meditation as we focus on each of these laws and principles. And just as the triangles work, we saturate the ethers with these new seed ideas that at some point will precipitate so that we bring the desired future into the present as a living reality. I believe that's sufficient seeding and I just allow us to assimilate, digest, and if there are any insights, comments, questions, I welcome us to explore together. Thank you, Michael. That was really beautiful, really profound. So if anyone would like to make a comment, then do please um, raise your hand or, or put a comment in the chat box. There is actually one comment from Matthew. Um, who says, I, the soul, am a hologram of the one divine being. I am a presence of divine love. I am an expression of goodwill. I am in relation with all life. I am in unity with life and all lives. In group relations, I work towards the unity of all. Which is rather beautiful. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, that's beautifully expressed. Thank you. That, that encapsulates everything. It's really another way of saying, I am a fractal of the one life. Mm -hmm. 
it's that everything lives inside everything and that realization of the macro and the micro meeting and merging inside the human consciousness so that these two aspects that have been separated can be united inside the human condition and this Christ consciousness born. The fact that we're part of this great mystery, this is not a study course. We're actually living into a mystery and we're living out a mystery. We're being asked to externalize the mystery. And we do that by internalizing the reality of who we are. And so it is bringing, as Matthew so beautifully said, bringing this holographic reality. So, thank you. Some people are asking for notes. Joan says, this is the clearest explanation that I have heard. And I have taken notes, but I would love to have a transcript. Um, oh, okay. Oh, no. okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, well, there's a recording. Okay. Yes, of course. There is yes. a recording, which... Um, yes, there is a recording. Um, I, I, I tend to speak in the moment um, with, with a few little prompts and notes. So, um, yes, so you can, you can get access to that recording from the Lucis Trust website. Right. It may take a little while to be uploaded, but um, certainly in the next day or so. For me, the, the main point here is that these laws and principles live inside us. They're not just concepts. Um, it, it, we're in the era where we're being asked collectively uh, for the word to be made flesh, to, to embody the truth of who we are. And these principles represent aspects of that truth and they also represent the building blocks and foundation for any new civilization without these principles i don't believe we can achieve the promise that lives inside us as a divine seed collectively um there is one question here uh, do you also include the principles of Agni Yoga in your group, David? That's from Jessica. Michael, yes, okay. Um, Sorry, Michael. <laughs> I have to say this. In the past 20 years, when somebody's got my name wrong, 100% of the time they've called me David. So I am absolutely <laughs> amazed that you called me. I'm so sorry about that. Personal. No, it's just... I'm, I'm sort of going, wow, what does this mean? <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll ponder on that later. The question is, yes. Uh, Agni Yoga is very much part of the energies we work with. Uh, I, I, in my life, I study the blue books. I study, I ponder, I take them in. For me, Agni Yoga is a fiery transmission that enters the heart. And as it says in the book heart, we see with and hear with the eyes and the ears of the heart. And so one of the things uh, of Agni Yoga is that our role is to precipitate the future into the present. And so the, all these streams of wisdom uh, 
a part of this great confluence that we have access to as a huge reservoir that we can draw upon to carry out our work as the hands and feet of hierarchy. Oh, there's a hand raised, Joshua. So um, let's see. Hey, Joshua? Hey, uh, Wanagi Taka, Takaka uh, has a question on uh, Facebook, and they wanted to know which months correspond to which laws and principles so that uh, they can focus their energies properly. Okay. I, so that we have this recorded, let me tell you. Uh, the law of right human relations is from December the 21st to February the 20th. The principle of goodwill is from February the 21st to April the 20th. The law of group endeavor, April the 21st to June the 20th. The principle of unanimity from June 21st to August the 20th. The law of spiritual approach August 21st to October the 20th, and the principle of essential divinity from October the 21st to December the 20th. So you can imagine this as a six-spoked wheel that is rolling through the year, and at any one time, one of the laws and principles is touching the ground. They're all present, but we focus on one at a time as we roll through the cycle of the year. Hopefully that, that will help. And also on the meditationmount.org website, we have access to a lot of materials on this as well. Is there anything else as far as insights, comments, and questions? Because this is a lot to explore in one sitting. There is a, a question from Clint saying um, that you said that synthesis is but unity must be created. I thought yes. those words meant the same thing. Can you explain the difference? Yes. For me, synthesis is, it's, it's a, a pre-existing condition of coherence. But I, Michael, as a human being, I'm not yet completely coherent. <laughs> Therefore, in a co-resonant relationship with this principle, I'm not fully, uh, fully there. So I believe the statement by the Tibetan that synthesis is, and the only way that we can enter into that living reality is to build a bridge into it. And that bridge is built by creating unity. And unity is working together towards a common purpose, which is what the law of group endeavor invites us to do. So synthesis is, it's like apple pie. It's like, that's it. Apple pie and motherhood. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, spiritual principle but yet to really live into it and understand it we have to create the corresponding conditions in our own lives and it's it's group work it's group endeavor that leads us into this deep realization of our oneness thank you i think actually we probably i'm very wary of the time um, as we're close to nine o'clock here in the UK. Um, so thank you for a wonderful talk, Michael. It was really a profound and blessed talk. So thank you for that. Um,
Well, well and thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I, 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 I want to say thank you because now's the time that we need to gather and mobilize our forces at this time. We are helping humanity face the first initiation. We're helping Christ to be born within the cave of the human heart and for us to know that we simply don't live by bread alone. Mm -hmm. and so it's important, the work of the triangles and the, all the work we're doing now, that this is a consolidated, this is a group endeavor. We stand Absolutely. together as one planetary server. Well, that's a wonderful way to end. Um, and thank you for everybody who's listening in and helping to create a lighted mental atmosphere in which goodwill can flourish throughout the planet. So let's just now take a few moments in silence before we conclude this webinar. Okay, thank you.